0: By Josh Hendrick, lead singer of Dallas the Band. My name is Neville D'Angelo. You are on the journey. <laughs>
1: Along the journey, we stop at intriguing places and meet fascinating people with novel solutions to some of life's tricky little problems. We
0: play a few games, too, and attract the remarkable characters of three classic books.
1: Soundbite Life, Flight of the Fused Monkeys, and Illicet, A Time to Begin Again. All of which you can get in your favorite format from
0: Amazon or Barnes & Noble. What does it take to be a quality husband and a good father to a newborn in times like these? How does a young man negotiate the challenges of the music industry, find the right inspiration to move the world forward while building a home and raising a new family? And why would any young man even want to step onto that field and give it a good go for whatever it is worth? Well, today I have as my guest Josh Hendrick, lead singer of Dallas the Band, a young husband and very new father who is attempting to do just that. He's here and will share his music and what he's experiencing even now as we speak. I ought also to mention that I have known Josh for some time now. Those of you who enjoyed listening to the dramatized version of A Sounds About Life were to recognize him. Josh left the Dallas area for LA, the center of the entertainment world, and I'm glad to see him back in Dallas. Let's meet him. Well, Josh, you're recently back from LA. It's... Good to see you again. Good to have you
1: here with us on the show. How's it going? It's going well it's It's going really well It's great to be back in dallas texas um where all my family's from and uh just feel at home you know when we're here so it feels really good to be back. What was it like being in l a uh l a is a little bit of a um you know culture shock for somebody who grew up in you know the Dallas suburbs but uh that wears off pretty quickly um a lot of your time you know especially uh, as a musician is spent inside a studio where um everything kind of looks the same the knobs are the same the mics are the same so uh you know the culture and the nightlife is different but you you get over that really quick <laughs> and uh uh Going to work uh, in a studio in L.A. is just like going to work in a studio in Dallas. So,
0: Well, as well, I, I mentioned to you guys earlier, I uh, knew Josh uh, back here in Dallas, listening to him even when he was going through some of the small uh, <laughs> uh, places, the doors, yeah, right? Yeah. Um I um
1: uh, Club dad Dada, had, all the little places, Dada, yeah, Dada, we right. played all kinds of <laughs> right. every hole in the wall that would have us. We played. A yeah. lot <laughs> of lessons <laughs> in your life. A lot has happened <laughs> Yeah, but then your music. Who influenced you most as you were uh, coming up? You know, that's a it, it's kind of a a tough question to answer because there was a lot of years where. Music played absolutely no role in my life. I know that um, from a young age it was difficult to really get into it just because uh, I just wanted to play sports. And music was not something that I wanted to do and I kind of had to act out against it because uh, my mom was a music major at TCU and um, my dad played the guitar before he passed away and they would always sing uh, weddings and mm-hmm. so there was a lot of music happening mm-hmm. in the family and you know i was always forced to be in choir take piano lessons um, which i didn't want to do mm-hmm. uh, i'm thankful that it happened now but um... back then i did everything to get out <laughs> of it uh, i got into music probably out at the age of thirteen when you know i mentioned my dad passed away mm-hmm. Uh, my uncle came and visited and mm. uh, said that um, he had something for me, and it was um, one of my dad's guitars mm. that uh, he had left left for me. So I got really excited about having something from him because I didn't have anything mm. uh, really from him. Mm. So I started playing the guitar and uh, naturally just wanted to listen to, you know, Bands and you know, singer songwriters that would inspire me to play, Mm -hmm. and um, I would say the first few that really started to catch my ear um, was uh, obviously I bought uh, a buddy of mine gave me uh, The Bends by Radiohead, Mm -hmm. and um, I listened to it non stop. My brothers were into music, my older brother Rob was really into the Beach Boys, and so uh, around At the age of 15, I became obsessed with uh, their Pet Sounds album. I listened to it all the time. I loved the vocal harmonies. And so all of Brian Wilson's music really has inspired me, um, probably almost more than any other uh, artist out there. Uh, I got real into Rufus Wainwright uh, in high school as well. And um, probably a revolving door of... The Beach Boys, Rufus Wainwright, and Radiohead um, was my daily, uh, you know, that's what I listened to. Mm -hmm. Beyond that, I started learning a little bit more about other artists out there. I started getting into um, a couple other bands heavily. Um, A band, Travis, was often on my playlist. Uh, The Flaming Lips were on my playlist as well. But as far as a songwriter goes and a singer, um, uh, it doesn't get any better in my book than what Rufus Wainwright is doing with mm-hmm. uh, songwriting and, and singing. So uh, that's probably my biggest influence in so, my career. Do you see yourself more as a
0: singer or a songwriter, or how, how do you fit those two together? Um, the,
1: the difficult thing as a songwriter is trying to write songs for other people and expecting them to uh, portray the emotion that you wanted the song to um, to portray. Mm-hmm. I could write a song for somebody who hears what I do, mm-hmm. and I can't be mad at them for interpreting it however they want and mm-hmm. putting their emotion into it. Mm-hmm. So writing songs is what I love to do. Um, If somebody else wants to sing one of my songs, Mm -hmm. I am more than happy to let them do that. Mm -hmm. I can't say that there is anything more satisfying than singing your own song. Mm -hmm. So for me, the two kind of go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't say that I'm one over the other. Mm -hmm. Um, I get really jealous of my own song. (laughs) Uh, I don't really want anyone else to uh, screw them up. (laughs) <laughs> so it's probably a selective process of, of who I would write for um, as opposed to what I would write for myself. Now, so you don't sing much of any other person's songs? or, or You know, you... I enjoy... I enjoy attempting to do justice to other people's music. Um, I can't say that any of the artists that I would... Uh, um, whose songs I would sing would be proud of what I'm doing with them. Mm-hmm. But what I really enjoy is is singing um, songs in, of genres that I don't often get the chance to sing. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy covering either um, a classic uh, tune or um, an R&B tune mm-hmm. or... Uh, something that wouldn't really go along the same vein as I am often uh, performing with Dallas the band. Um, Pop rock is kind of what we're doing, but I really enjoy you know every now and then singing uh, a Corin Bailey Ray song or you know um, uh, a John Legend song. Uh, If I'm doing a show by myself you know I'll I'll throw in a couple of cover tunes every now and then. It's not what I love to do but um, I love singing uh, every now and then, someone comes out with a good song that I can't help but try and put my own put my own spin on it. Josh is going to sing for us. Josh, tell us
0: what you'll be singing now.
1: Yeah, the the this first song that I'm going to sing uh, kind of gives just a, a a little bit of an insight as to uh, the type of music that I was writing um, right at the time. I mean, this is kind of a uh, a big transition from what i what i wrote is is a what I would say is a um a teenager to uh now being uh, or being an adult um I wrote this song right after um just meeting my uh my now wife um and I wrote this song pretty much a couple days after meeting her um, you can hear a lot of the uh uh the arrogance of a single uh single man but um uh, i was just head over heels for her um and this is what came out of knowing her only for a couple of days um and this song is called um well it's called crazy but i call it i'm not crazy i'm just crazy about you huh. so uh arrogance in the in the in in the words as it was and just i was in a place where i felt like i found something uh, obviously that uh i couldn't do without but um the arrogance there was just that i was in love and no one was going to tell me any differently even though i had only known this girl for a couple of days so that's kind of where looking back I felt I was a little bit ahead of myself <laughs>
0: uh, well ladies and gentlemen we'll be right back ah love kind of does that to you doesn't it it doesn't wait for an opportunity it just strikes at will it strikes some it worms its way into others It's the little things, not the spectacular but the obscure things so often overlooked. The things taken for granted, the seemingly insignificant things that you do from day to day, the things that make you special. Like the intense look of concentration on your face that cold winter afternoon as you stood taking pictures of life on Fifth Avenue, fingers freezing, nose dripping, your unyielding resolve, exposed to all, but recognized by only me. I look at you and cannot help but smile. And in such a moment, love you. Like when my opinion you seek as you try on some clothing, what do you think? Or when in sudden burst of inspiration, your creativity bursts forth, resulting in a combination of pieces complementing your beauty and the look of pleasure on your face a moment worthy of being imprisoned in photograph uh, and could I not but love you like when you come home after a hard day's work reflecting on its highs and lows eagerly I leave aside my pursuit to participate in its recreation, to be transported into the wonderful journey of your experience. I see your passion, your sincerity, and want nothing more than to hold your hands and wonder, how could I not but love you? And who can the moments disregard those moments so rarely seen, in which those rare jewels from your eyes gently flow as you talk about the one most dear to you, a sight indeed sacred and one that can warm the coldest heart, an experienced most sacred to me, priceless gifts, those coming from the tenderest of souls, those expressions of warmth, love, sadness, joy, and experiencing you thus, how can I not but love you? Yes, the little things, the seemingly insignificant things, perhaps unnoticed by many, but definitely seen by me. I take not these things for granted, but hold them in highest regard, every guest every word, every emotion, every demeanor, every wink of your eye, every little thing about you. Yes, those little things that make it impossible for me not to love you. So that's poem The Little Things this is a poem from Musings from Outside the university. the first book of poems by Rick Couchman. It is available on Amazon.com. Musings from Outside the Universal by Rick Couchman. Well, Jen, your girlfriend has become your wife now. Tell me, how does that, how that affect your music or how does your music affect your love life? Talk
1: to us about that. um it was she came into my life at a pretty um a pretty uninspired time that uh i I knew I needed something uh to change I don't know if it was that music wasn't uh completely fulfilling me or if my life just wasn't inspiring mm-hmm. um She came into my life kind of at a transition of playing with a group of guys that I'd played with for a long time Mm -hmm. that uh, uh, was kind of coming to an end. Mm -hmm. I was um, having, I'm not sure I was having writer's block, but looking back, I definitely wasn't proud of what I was writing. Mm -hmm. So um, I feel like when she came into my life, uh, it was like going from winter to spring Mm -hmm. Um, and there was just new life in almost everything that I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really inspired to write. Um, I was inspired to pursue something greater. Mm-hmm. Uh, simultaneously, her um, coming into my life uh, was the same time that I started working on music with um, two, two uh, individuals who are now uh, my bandmates in Dallas, the band. So there was a lot of music that came out of uh, our friendship and our dating relationship and into uh, our marriage. That are um, uh, songs now being performed by Dallas the band uh, that were really inspired by her. So her coming into my life, it was just this this complete shift of what am I doing and how is my life inspiring me to do what I love to do, which is write music, to uh, being completely overloaded with material. So was it being in love that did that, or
0: was it something about her and the way she is that caused this new
1: inspiration? You know, there was a, the. This is not... I mean, it's not... Prob- I'm not saying any anything new that people haven't heard before or haven't felt or haven't thought I think that um, there are I mean from a man's perspective there are women out there who want to inspire you Mm -hmm. and they go out of their way to Mm -hmm. do things to attempt to inspire you Mm -hmm. and then there are women who it's just effortless Mm -hmm. and I don't know what it was I mean it's hard to pinpoint Mm -hmm. Um, all I know is that My life completely changed, and um, it all just kind of simultaneously became this uh, warp speed of going from dragging to everything going extremely fast Mm -hmm. and being really productive on the inspiration uh, Mm -hmm. side of things. Mm -hmm. It wasn't anything that she did. She was who she was. Mm -hmm. Um, It was effortless. Mm-hmm. On her point, uh, from from her point, cause of you, because I, I didn't feel like she was going out of her way to attempt to inspire me in any mm-hmm. way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. It just it just happened. It just yeah, uh, uh, yeah.
0: She inspired you to write. Are any Are there any songs about her, or are these songs about life, or what, what?
1: There was. There were a lot of songs that were specifically. Um, uh, about her, what she did for me. Mm-hmm. Um there's there's a couple of songs that that I wrote just we we used to stay up all night um on the phone mm-hmm. and that was something that I felt I felt like I was 13 again because <laughs> you know I could stay awake all night on the phone and wake up after an hour and a half of sleep and have all the energy I needed to take on the day. Mm-hmm. So there were songs that came from our dating relationship like that. There are songs that came from me knowing uh, after a really short period of time that I wanted to marry her Mm -hmm. that were very serious, that Mm -hmm. I took very seriously. Mm -hmm. There were songs also that came out of other things happening in life that um, I would say she inspired. While they aren't love songs, Mm -hmm. they are definitely inspired by somebody who takes life seriously and um, somebody who who has people in his life that he cares about mm-hmm. um, because if you have no one that you care about there's really nothing serious that you are writing about mm-hmm. uh, unless you're uh, selfish enough to think that your life is really bad. Mm-hmm. So um, with that I mean I went into the studio and I worked on songs that a lot of which were love songs, a lot of which were not but were inspired by Mm -hmm. just uh, the change in in my life that Mm -hmm. she brought, so. So what was it like approaching her about marriage? Was she ready
0: for that or?
1: You know, it's it's tough as a man to have someone who obviously wants to get married Mm -hmm. because we take a different approach We want to get married. Mm -hmm. We want to find somebody we love enough to get married. Mm -hmm. But we want, as much as I hate to say this, we want everything on our terms, Mm -hmm. and we don't want to feel pressured into making Mm -hmm. any type of decision. Mm -hmm. She did a great job. Um, In fact, she's told me that she was surprised at how early on in our relationship, and we dated for two years, so it's not like... Uh, we got married in the first six months, but she was surprised at how early on we got married because she thought that I would want to put music ahead of everything else for a period of time. And so with her, it was it was really easy to make the decision. There was no pressure from her at any point, and that was one of the things that I really loved about about her. She never put it on me that, hey, we need to get married. We talked about it. Mm-hmm. But I think she thought that it was something that wouldn't happen for a while. And but but isn't the musician's life and married life two things that go
0: opposite from each other? So or or do we have the wrong impression from the bad
1: guys? Which which is it? Um, it's it's different for everyone. But the best way that I can describe trying to be a full time musician and trying to be. Um, just a quality husband. Mm-hmm. Not You're not trying to go out and win any awards, but you're just trying to be a quality mm-hmm. husband. Mm-hmm. And being the best husband you can be combined with trying to do music full-time mm-hmm. is somewhat like two uh, school buses driving straight towards each other. <laughs> uh, and every now and then, mm-hmm. you can avoid the head-on collision, mm-hmm. but it is... It's really hard, and I would say that what we what we did to get through it was just we were just completely honest mm-hmm. with each other. Cause there was not a day where she um, ever told me, you mm-hmm. know, uh, or she didn't withheld any information from me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't like that. She right. was honest with me. Mm-hmm. It was hard. It was really hard. Mm-hmm. It's still really hard. Mm-hmm. And there's you know a lot of things that you know. Uh, that happen, and you make adjustments. You know, we lived in LA. We're back in Dallas, mm-hmm. and you know, we have a kid now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And having a kid changes the dynamic even more, as we'll, I'm sure we'll get into. All right. Well, we'll be right back.
0: Here is our standing question for today: If love is a cornerstone of your foundation. What are the others? We're back with Josh Hendrick, the lead singer of Dallas, the band. Uh, You mentioned that you were in love and then you got married after dating for about two years. Um, uh, Also, you mentioned to us, of course, that your dad uh, died when you were just a, a young lad. What does it take to be a good husband in your mind? And whatever that is, how did you come up with um, your idea of what a good husband is so that you could follow
1: along? I've been really fortunate to uh, have a lot of great men in my life um, who were willing to share with me both what worked Mm -hmm. and what didn't work. Mm -hmm um uh, before i even you know got married mm-hmm. uh one of the best things i ever did was uh sought out the advice of people who mm-hmm. were doing what i wanted to do um and it it really helped me more not just to know what they had been through mm-hmm. but the biggest thing that i think has helped me was knowing everything that my wife has been through uh, in her life mm-hmm. um you can approach your wife as though they grew up in the same family that you did and oftentimes that will probably uh... cause a lot of strife <laughs> Um but you really more than anything you have to know what they've been through mm-hmm. uh... because that'll play into their insecurities that'll play into their strengths mm-hmm. um, it'll uh... allow you to know what you can and can't get away with, and it's not so much uh, trying to get away with anything, but um what will hurt their feelings, what won't hurt their feelings uh, I did not um realize how much uh, an upbringing affected uh a girl as much as as opposed to a boy you know my dad died when I was young, my mom got remarried, we moved from South Texas to north texas and um uh... my dad was always working my stepdad was always working but my brothers and other uh... uncles and 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 my grandpa mm-hmm. were all uh... really good uh... influences as far as um how to treat women and uh... their respect level uh, mm-hmm. that uh, that i i saw just because i was a mama's boy just because my, my dad had <laughs> passed away um, I love my mom so much and I I always got so uh I if her feelings were hurt my feelings were hurt and mm-hmm. so when I grew up I wanted to do everything I could to make her happy and uh I carry that over into mm-hmm. to into my marriage and um when my wife's feelings are hurt I I take it very personal mm-hmm. so uh that being said uh, I try to remain as humble as I possibly can every day. I try to give much more than I receive, and um, I probably don't, but uh, I attempt to, and that's that's my goal is really just to give her more than she gives me, and I don't think I'll ever achieve that, but um, it's it's allowed for us to get through a lot of really tough, tough times.
0: No, so the other members of your band, are they single or are they married as well?
1: Uh, I am, I am the first married. Right. Uh, there is another that is married recently Mm -hmm. and another that is engaged. Oh, okay. So so we, we started this with me being the only one even in a relationship. (laughs) So the dynamic was different. And when I got married, I was the only one married, uh, and, uh, I'm about to be joined by the two of them, and we'll all three be married. So <laughs> uh, things will hopefully get easier on on that. <laughs> oh, front. Right. Yeah. Uh, now,
0: now, what was that transition like with uh, some you married and they're not married? Did that affect the band in any way in the in the way gel to get gels together? Did it or it yeah. irrelevant? Um,
1: it was a hundred percent relevant. <laughs> uh, it it uh, we got married and uh, in May and moved to uh... california in uh... august Mm -hmm. we were not married long when we moved out there and when we got there it was very much so a difficult um, thing to overcome being a newlywed with uh... working with two single individuals who maybe tried to understand but couldn't fully understand you know the the new dynamic of mm-hmm. of being married mm-hmm. um, it wasn't uh extremely difficult um but it definitely uh led to uh, a bit of conflict and conflict comes when people who care about each other uh, are honest <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we ever did and we were just honest with each other and and um you know issues our resolves mm-hmm. and uh, that's kind of where now them being married is going to bring a little bit more understanding into everyone's uh, uh, eyes because of the fact that now we're all going to be married, we're all going to have wives uh, giving us their opinions and giving us their thoughts and, and speaking into our lives as, as people who... Um, we're going to be with for the rest of our lives. So it. You know. But but it, to me, in my mind, it introduces
0: an entirely new dynamic. Now you have three musicians, who sometimes will require you guys being on the road. I I suspect, unless you tell me otherwise, you have three wives and and probably new kids coming on on the way. Um, it seems to me that that changes the dynamics of the band as you go along? Do you guys anticipate that? Or is that a good thing, a bad thing? Does it enrich it? Or or how do you see that?
1: We'll have to see how that plays out. I definitely feel that um, my wife in particular doesn't feel alone mm-hmm. anymore uh, because um, she now has two other wives of mm-hmm. the band that uh, she can talk to. Mm-hmm. and uh, And she can air okay. her 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 thoughts with me obviously but she can air her um thoughts also with people who are in the exact same shoes mm-hmm. because while I am the closest person to her I am I am not anywhere close to being in her shoes mm-hmm. I mean she mm-hmm. is a mother and a wife of um of a lead singer in a band mm-hmm. and what do you do with that? I don't I don't know what that's like I mean <laughs> I I'll never know what that's like <laughs> So um, I try to listen and I try to make sure that she's taken care of first and foremost. And it helps, it, it slows things down a little bit because mm-hmm. you definitely are making decisions with the concern of somebody else mm-hmm. in mind. Mm-hmm. But um, I'd rather do it slow and do it right than, uh, you know, mm-hmm. be quick on the draw and, and it causes a lot of problems. So
0: Okay. Well, let's take a look at some of our legends. I'm assuming that you've got some favorite legends and uh musical legends in your life. Who is um uh your favorite crooner and uh what kind what, what which of their songs do you
1: like? Hmm. Favorite crooner. Um I have a uh I I've gone through a few phases mm. and I was, for a, a moment, obsessed with um, Bobby Vinson. Uh, I couldn't get over Blue Velvet. I played it <laughs> over and over and over again. Right. Um, great voice, great control of his voice, and uh, really felt the songs. Mm. As, he, just, as a singer of sad songs, you have to have a voice that portrays the sadness, and he had that. Mm. Um Andy Williams was always a favorite of, of mine. My dad played his his records a lot when I was a kid. Um, uh, Canadian Sunset is one of my favorite mm. tunes of his. Uh, probably, uh, though, as far as the old-style crooners go, Frankie Valli is mm. kind of where um, where it is the beginning and the end for me. <laughs> Just because... He's got so much attitude. Um, he is the standout leader of, that, of the four seasons, and mm-hmm. probably um, "Who Loves You" is mm-hmm. just a, is one of the tunes that I often have on my uh, iPod. Um, "Who Loves You" is probably the song that I would say uh, gets the most play out of all of the, the old old time crooners. And mm-hmm. uh, who
0: is your favorite screamer?
1: Screamer. Oh man. I'm not extremely into the 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 screamer, but as far as just powerful voices go, mm-hmm. Jeff Buckley um is a very much so uh, he Jeff Buckley is is a large inspiration of mine. Mm-hmm. Um he did things with his voice um that I could only ever hope to do, uh, and um, his song "Lover, You Should Have Come Over" is probably uh, where the peak is uh, of his talent. He can sing soft, he can sing loud, and he can sing high, and and it's it's extremely powerful.
0: Okay. And who's your favorite
1: rhythmer? <laughs> <laughs> rhythmer, yeah. I, I don't suspect that most people would um label me as a, a fan of, of hip hop. <laughs> However, <laughs> um there, there there is a large number mm-hmm. of uh tracks on my iPod by Gangstar, oh. the um the duo of DJ Premier and uh the hip hop artist Guru. Guru is probably uh in my book the greatest uh MC of all time. Mm. Um, lyrically, style-wise, um just the combination of him and and the um samples uh, used by uh, DJ Premier. I, I I really can't get enough of it. Kind of like a guilty pleasure on my on my mm-hmm. iPod, but
0: Tell us about the song Creator. Uh,
1: Creator is a tune that kind of came out of um, just a hundred straight days of thinking about uh, spending time with Jen, uh, doing everything I could to spend as much time as I could with her, mm-hmm. kind of starting just during our friendship and then into our dating relationship. Um There was about three, three and a half months where, you know, this song came about within that time. Um, And uh, it's just about somebody who is just the purpose of your whole day.
2: Milk and honey, or silk, caress me.
0: back with Josh Hendrick, the lead singer of Dallas the band. Tell us about your little darling
1: yeah um, it, it's uh man <laughs> being a dad is is the great the greatest thing um beyond anything I could ever imagine uh that I could go through in my life. Uh, She came at a time, you know, my wife and I were not planning on having a kid. We were uh, in no way um, expecting uh, to have a kid this early on in our marriage. And we were living in California, um, uh, having a hard time just adjusting to just life out there. And and when we found out we were expecting, it was um, fear in my wife, you know, because, you know she wasn't planning on it and she found out we're having a kid and for me it was just the natural progression of the way things were going in life mm-hmm. and i can't tell you how excited i was uh knowing that i was going to be uh, a father uh annalee coming into our lives was um a big reason why we moved back to Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, Our families are here. We wanted to be around families. Uh, It was a really hard decision to make to come home Uh, but at the same time the obvious decision. There was no question in my mind that we needed to be around family and uh, people who were going to support us, especially Mm -hmm. since we weren't expecting to Mm -hmm. have a kiss. Mm -hmm. Uh, That being said, um, God does something crazy by allowing forty weeks to prepare <laughs> Isn't that for a child. <laughs> um, because day one when you find out you're gonna have a kid, there are so many questions that all of a sudden become relevant that mm. before were completely irrelevant. Mm. Um and he gives you forty weeks to <laughs> get all that to get all that straightened out. <laughs> Uh, the advice i have um, for people who will try to get all the answers in those 40 weeks is you may get one or two answers within, <laughs> within that time um we thought it was just going to be a textbook you know we we have we got a house we made up the baby room we're ready to you know welcome our our little girl into into the world and something else happens within the last couple of weeks. It did for me anyway. Um, Labor starts early. (laughs) It's not the few hours that you're at the hospital. Um, The pains that comes with giving childbirth begin, you know, for a husband, just seeing your wife Mm -hmm. struggling with, you know, getting out of a chair, uh, Mm -hmm. being comfortable enough to sleep, Mm-hmm. Uh, the anxiety that comes with knowing that she's about to have a kid. Mm-hmm. And we um, we went through a pretty difficult labor. Um, my wife was in labor for 30 hours. Mm-hmm. And so watching her do that, um, I've never grown up so much in a short period of time mm-hmm. as I did in the uh, 30 hours between... Uh, saturday morning and sunday night Mm -hmm. um watching her go through all of that not only made me love my wife more but it made what i was about to do as a father all the more serious Mm -hmm. um and the moment that my daughter was born it was again like everything had changed Mm -hmm. um just as the day that i met jen it Mm -hmm. was a complete uh, split second falling in love with someone you had never met before. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, uh, her coming into our lives is just, it's so its so much fun being a dad, for, uh, I'll say, more than anything. Um, the inspiration that came from that was also um, almost kind of like an explosion mm-hmm. uh, of inspiration inspiration there but you have this little creature <laughs> who is half you mm-hmm. and half the person that you love more than anything else uh, in the world and you know with Annalie, you know we spent hours trying to figure out who she looked like and uh, staring at her, <laughs> stared at her for hours and uh, man just such a little tiny thing. She can't talk. She won't remember it. But, you know, she just inspired me to, to write even more, mm. even more music. So, well, the music will be part of that memory.
0: That,
1: right. Well, when she, it's right. a timeline. Yeah, it's a timeline. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Uh,
0: would you like to share with us any of the songs that? Uh...
1: Yeah, I would. I would definitely. This is this is a song. Um, that I wrote right around the time she was born. Um, I usually don't do this, but this song is not finished. It's a half a song, but uh, I'll share with you the half, the half a song that uh, that came to me in about five minutes um, one day. Wonderful, let's hear it. This is a song called Dream, Dream Come True.
2: I'm asleep.
0: Being a new dad, sleep is probably <laughs> a very difficult thing, is that so or not? Oh yeah. Why don't you just leave that over to your wife? Just Jenna has to deal with that. You know,
1: yeah, the 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 sleep issue, it it's something that I I I wonder. I cannot remember what it's like to sleep through the night, <laughs> and I don't miss it all that much. I I I can say I. Um, waking up every two hours to have to do this, to have to do that, Mm -hmm. you get, there's about a split second where you're frustrated or you wish you could go back to sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, you you know, I pick up Annalie and I uh, change her diaper or I rock her to sleep. Mm -hmm. And there's no place else I'd rather be at 3 in the morning than, you know, helping my daughter get back to sleep. And I don't miss it. I really don't miss the sleep at all. Okay.
0: That's cool. Well, we'll be right back. We encourage young parents, folks considering parenthood, and the caretakers to check out Bowfoot Peter from Amazon. Or Barnes and Noble. Beaufort Peter, subtitled Sticks and Stones, is a quick read from the Raya True Stories collection, consisting of five true stories you'll enjoy and be able to reflect upon. It includes reflective sections, which will allow you to build good bonds with your precious ones. Beaufort Peter, Sticks and Stones, from Amazon or Barnes & Noble. It's game time. On account of time, Josh will be back with us in our next episode to play the game How I Got Over. You can find more about Josh and his band at www.dallastheband.bandcamp.com or you could also find him on Facebook.com slash DallasTheBand. Be with us again in the next episode to hear more of Josh Hendrick's music, more about his new daddy ship, and how he got over. See you next week.